Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. On today's part in my take, we have two-time Super Bowl champion Kyle Van Noy in studio Good talk with him. We tried to explain to him why Max Kellerman actually won the Super Bowl more than anyone else. He actually gave some good insight into what happened during the game. Into the game and also uh, what happened when he got traded from the Lions to the Patriots and why the Patriots are so successful. A little Ernie Adams talk. Good interview with him. Also, if you write for a major publication... Is he going to go to the, to the White House this year to celebrate? Tune he in. tells us, get your clicks. Tune in. Uh, we have the Flacco trade to Denver. We have a very contentious segment. We have unnamed. We have FAQs and a little bit of everything. We got some more stuff, maybe some... Uh, we didn't even put down the NBA All-Star game. I'm canceling it. Who cares? Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey... We spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Okay, let's go. It's Pardon My Tape, presented by Bar Stools. Welcome to Pardon My Tape, presented by our brand new 20K subscribed YouTube channel. Thank you to everyone who's subscribed. That we appreciate it. Keep subscribing because we're going to keep releasing some fun stuff on there. 
Uh, today is Friday, February 15th. Tax day. And I'm canceling John Elway. Thank you for doing that. John Elway has been canceled. Now, the reason why PFT just said thank you, I told him beforehand we were going to cancel John Elway on this podcast. And I'm doing it because John Elway is obsessed with height. Mm-hmm. He is obsessed with height. Height he has, is not everything. He is traded for Joe Flacco. John Elway's track record with quarterbacks. Now everyone will say that it's pretty bad, and it is. And we're going to get to that. Peyton Manning six five. Brock Osweiler six seven. Paxton Lynch six seven. Case Keenum six one. He's like, hey, maybe I'll try a brunette for a second. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know what? It didn't work out. Back to Joe Flacco six six. John Elway will not hear of anything unless you are a tall, rocket arm quarterback. And guess what? He's been canceled. Not what was that look, Hank? Rocket arm? Yeah, rocket yeah, arm. Yeah, like, Flacco's got a rocket arm. He had a rocket arm at one point. No, he no, still he, has an arm. He, he just doesn't know where to throw it. Are we talking about Flacco or Elway? Flacco. Flacco. Yeah, Flacco's got... What do you mean he doesn't have a rocket arm? He doesn't have a rocket Come arm. Come on, he's he like can still throw it. He's, no, he's and, 34. And plus, he's getting up in that thin air. Okay, so that's going to help right, him well, out. Well, let's not get off track. Let's not get off track. When you're that tall, it's like separate all the air around you is we thin have, anyways. We so. have to get to Flacco, but first we're going to cancel John Elway. Yes, thank you for doing that. Height is not everything. Yes. You're, you're absolutely spot on with, with the comparison towards like he has a type that he goes after. Case Keenum is just a short version of Joe Flacco. Yep. So he's going back to the back to the one that the one he danced with. What is it? Dance with the one that... Brought that you. brought you. Yep. Don't change horses in midstream. That's actually more apropos for John Elway because he looks like Mr. Ed. Yeah, dance with the one that brought you is great because it's such an awesome cliche when you're just like, I don't know, like just keep playing that guy, mm-hmm. even yeah. though he's probably gonna fuck up in the playoffs. He's a girl that's like, oh, I only want to date guys that are six foot five and over, and he's he hasn't figured this out yet. But every guy that's over six feet five is an asshole. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Six yeah. Unless they play a professional sport. And still, which usually. actually then cancels everything. Every we just guy said. over six foot five, except for Blake Griffin, don't is an shame. asshole. Don't I know? I'm not over six foot, I, but I I'm know, standing I'm up for you. our I tall AWLs. Short, yeah. because you have. Don't do that. And Spencer Haas and Spencer and Frank Haas. There's a lot of people that you've just Sam Decker and Sam Decker. Okay, want to keep going? There and Blake Griffin especially. Okay, I'll tell us Blake Portals. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, we'll have to check, check that out. But either way, stats on that. John Elway has been canceled. He cannot find a quarterback. Now, there's a couple reasons why we're canceling John Elway. The first is uh, Mike Francesa agreed with this move, and that is a death sentence. So mm-hmm. put this audio in, Hank. If you're Denver, do you think Elway thinks that they can piece together a playoff run with Flacco? I think Elway knows that he can win with Flacco. And you know what? The people who – and for some reason the internet hates, hates Flacco, okay? But that's a bunch of 16-year-olds who don't know anything about football. The bottom line is – uh, the guy who just drafted for him knows a little bit about playing. The guy who just traded for him knows a little bit about playing quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he was he was okay at it. Okay, I can tell those guys who never saw him play that he wasn't okay at it. He was all time, one of the all time greats at it. Uh, so when he wants to pick a quarterback, I pay attention. He knows what a quarterback looks like. Back after this, Mike Francesa basically ignoring all of the past like five years, six years of NFL history, and John Elway saying. John Elway played the position. He knows what he's doing. If he picks a quarterback, you better pay attention. Mm-hmm. The only quarterback he hit on was Peyton Manning. Right. And and that was almost lucky, too, because at the time, 
Peyton Manning didn't have any feeling at all in his hand. Well, okay, so let's go back to that. He was, throwing the, he was using his hand to throw the stranger around. John Elway did put together a Super Bowl team. We're not going to say – like he, he has been around, and he made all those changes after he went and got to Marcus Ware and TJ mm-hmm. Ward and all these guys after they lost the Seahawks. But John Elway doesn't get credit for Peyton Manning in terms of an, an analysis standpoint. He gets credit that he was able to woo Peyton Manning to Denver. But if you remember – Everyone wanted Peyton Manning. Yeah. The Cardinals, the Titans, like all these teams. No one was like, is Peyton Manning going to make it in the NFL? No. Everyone knew that Peyton Manning still had a couple years left. John Elway just successfully got him to John Elway is a salesman. Right. You remember how much he hated Tim Tebow? That was actually the best. If you remember, because he took over kind of after Tebow was already a thing in Denver. That was actually the last time he accurately analyzed the quarterback. Yeah, and was like, I'm getting rid of yeah. him. But he hated it so much when Tim Tebow would win a game. He would be up and like, they'd show him wearing his two gloves like an assassin up in the press box. Just like, you know when a tennis player accidentally wins a point by like hitting the ball into the net and it bounces over and gets lucky and you yes. stick your racket up? Shooters bounce. The, yeah, they would win a game by like six points because Tebow fumbled a ball Picked up the fumble and ran it for a touchdown or something stupid. Well, and Marion Barber didn't, you know, he went out of bounds. Yeah, he'd just like stick thing. his hand up and be like, sorry, sorry guys, we won that one. Yes. I know it was lucky. My bad. Tebow Mania was a real thing. Number two, people don't give John Elway enough shit about Paxton Lynch. We had this discussion. Paxton Lynch, I'm going to say it right now, is the most unremarkable first round quarterback that has ever been drafted in the past 25 years in terms of. No one even knows if Paxton Lynch is good or not because he only played four games. He's bad. I'm it, just. I'm, I'm going to save you some time. Oh, he's bad. I know you bet on him in that bowl game at I Memphis. Did. I know that's where you were going to go. Did. With no, that. I wasn't. But I know he's bad. But he is bad, and he's got the facial hair of like a uh, like Johnny Depp trying to par- play a pirate of the Caribbean when he's 70 years old. Yep, that's what Paxton Lynch's face looks like. He never should have been drafted in the first round. Jerry Jones got saved by his brother-in-law, who like slipped a Mickey into his Johnny Walker blue just to drug his dad and be like, "Hey, we're not taking him. We're not going to take." Uh, well, Johnny Manziel was another case. I think they ended up taking Dak instead. Instead of Paxton, right, and yeah. and and you you made a good point because uh, Paxton Lynch, the only thing you can remember from him is that he looked like a high school drug dealer on his draft night. Yes, with the glasses, he was in a bowling alley, he had a weird mustache. Paxton Lynch is the most unremarkable first rounder that we've had since I went back. Okay, we we were ta- discussing this, and I'm talking I'm not talking about worst because there have been some very bad ones. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a guy that you will soon just forget even existed. So I went all the way back to 1994. Heath Schuler is the name that came up there. 22 games started. He started 22 mm-hmm. games. Now a congressperson. Jim Drunkenmiller, that is the, the most unremarkable first-round pick. He started one single game. He was Steve Young, supposed to be Steve Young's heir apparent in San Francisco. Cade McNown was terrible, but everyone knew he was terrible. He started 15 games for the Bears. Patrick Ramsey started 24 games. I still feel like Patrick Ramsey could just go out there and sling the ball. Right. And he, he, was, he had a gun, yeah. He was also part of seasons. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. You were like, oh, he's on that team. Kyle Bowler is the other name we came up with. 42 games started, and he played. Uh, he had an actual shot with the Ravens. Yeah, but the thing about him is he dated Tara Reid, so he has like that in his background. Yep. Whereas these other guys, it's like nobody. Here's a fun stat. How many games do you think Brady Quinn started? Ooh. 18. 20. Okay. So even Brady Quinn, I feel like we didn't get to see enough of that but you fuckable kn- spiral at the next level, but you knew that you knew enough to say Brady Quinn's not the guy. With Paxton Lynch, it's like I've already downgraded him in my mind. In the back of my head, I'm like, he was a fourth-round pick. Right. 
Right, because he didn't play at a big school, and he played four games in the NFL. You go back through the history, like E.J. Manuel. I still know E.J. Manuel. Like, I know I can visualize E.J. Manuel. I can't even visualize Paxton Lynch playing a game. I called him B.J. Manuel because he sucked. Yeah, that's actually good. So, thank you. Um, Then J.P. Losman, you brought his name up. He's another one I had downgraded in my brain. I thought he was a fourth-rounder, too. If we went back in the take machine, I thought J.P. Losman was going to be pretty good. You You got swayed by that documentary they did on him where they followed him from hotel room to hotel yeah. room and he he came out and said he's like I see myself as like a Brett Favre type quarterback which if you're going into the NFL here's a little pro tip for all you guys getting ready for your combine interviews uh don't say that you envision yourself as a Brett Favre because all that means as a rookie is like I can see myself throwing 30 interceptions yeah. this year and maybe painkillers and maybe taking a picture of my dick yeah uh Jake Locker we even know who he is he's mm-hmm. a prototypical size quarterback Christian Ponder we know that name for other reasons yeah so you can go down the list mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of guys who are like I at least remember something from his career mm-hmm. Paxton Lynch we will not remember a single thing from his NFL career. I like to have fun with it and say that Christian Ponder is just that's Tim Tebow's spank bank yes there you go get it, it? well he's engaged now so he's having sex Ish. well no not yet Ish, I said yeah. Mouth stuff. Yeah, mouth yeah. stuff and dry humping. Uh, last piece of why can- canceling John Elway. And this is not canceling John Elway, the quarterback. He's probably the third best quarterback of all time. Mm. Third or fourth. Yeah, I mean, uh, that sounds like a Mount Rushmore debate waiting to happen. We can do that this summer. I'm canceling him as a GM. And it's finally gone to my last point. He traded for Joe Flacco. And Joe, Joe Flacco fucking stinks. I don't think he stinks just yet. This is where we'll we will find diverge. Out. This is where we will take the different paths. This is the year where we find out if if Joe Flacco is good or if he's just a product of that awesome Baltimore offensive system that's been so good throughout the years. <laughs> Joe, oh, you're going to blame the system? Yeah, the system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like, oh, Marty, go like, all that shit. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? He'll get out. He'll get out in Denver in the thin air. Everything's a little bit different there. He's he's got a great defense now in Denver. Never had that in Baltimore. So we'll get to see what happens now that he's in a system that suits his strengths. Joe Flacco is the most remarkably average quarterback of all time. That's fine. And let that be a lesson to all you youngsters at home. If you are in a prominent position and you're perfectly average at it, people think that you're very good, and they'll give you a contract that you have to have like two generals or joint chief of staffs turn a key at the same time just to sign it. Well, Joe Flacco is actually a good case on like what everyone should aspire to be. It's be really, really average your whole life, but have one moment that just is incredible that way everyone will always say but you remember that guy Mm -hmm. like John Elway definitely did this trade in part because he said somewhere deep in there is 11 touchdowns zero interception playoff Joe Flacco he remembers the play against Raheem Moore yeah in Denver right yeah so he's like that could happen again it's yeah it's like if you use a little uh uh, how do you say like uh male supplements Uh at one point in your dating career the girl's gonna be like that that, I remember that one night. That one night. That stud, the guy lasted finally longer than two minutes. He could do it again. Yep. I'll keep giving him another shot. It ra- I'd rather be the average guy who had one incredible moment than the guy that's like, you know, above average but never reached that one incredible moment. Mm-hmm. Like having a really good career but never getting that one playoff run where everyone's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is right there. I think it also it, it hurts some of these tall quarterbacks being that tall. Because you have so many, the expectations are so much higher, just the taller that you are. Yeah. So in general, live life at five nine. Just even if you're not five eh, nine, that's a little short. Have the five nine mentality. That's the new Mamba mentality. The the uh, I actually forgot the final point was that it was leaked that they looked at Nick Foles as well, and Joe Flacco played under center more. Yeah. It's 2019. 
The Broncos are now or they're they're getting quarterbacks based on what exactly they want to run. Not going to fix any. Not going to change anything. Adapt anything to the quarterback they bring in. No, they're going to play under center. They're going to play pro style. Uh, run the ball, eye formation. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, they're we're, yeah they're they don't trust Nick Foles because you can't win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that doesn't sit his ass under center. You know what's great is like Joe Flacco. Yes, he does play a lot under center, but he's also probably the least mobile quarterback in the history of the Eastern Seaboard. Mm-hmm. And well, besides maybe Byron Leftwich. No, but, Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Unless you count when mobility of sacking yourself, then that is then I would take him out. You're mistaking Eli Manning's coordination when he runs for being immobile. Because I think as the crow flies, no, he's he's a terrible athlete. I think he's in fat, terms of like he looks, running. He looks like he's a terrible athlete. No, he is a very bad. Count athlete. the rings. Uh, okay, count the rings. How yeah. many? How many rings? Is Two he rings. Two rings. There you go. Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, the exact same guy. Mm-hmm. Average, and then a couple moments where they have where they just shine brighter than everyone else. Yeah, but thank you for canceling John Elway. Okay. Hey, say what you want about it. He he likes a quarterback that can look him in the eye after he throws an interception. Yes. Uh, all right, let's clean up some business before we get to Kyle Van Noy. First up, I wanted to ask, uh, do we care about the NBA All-Star break? Who cares? Who cares? I took a look at the roster for the two teams. What was what was Giannis thinking? How did this happen? Well, he got lost in uh, – he actually – he John Elway'd himself, didn't he? Didn't he just he got lost big in guys? High, no, well, he has Steph Curry. Oh, but okay. besides that, they're well, – he drafted a lot of European guys. That's interesting. Hmm. Um I guess well he is European. Yes. So he he wanted people that could speak the language with him. Uh LeBron James has Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Kawhi, and James Harden as his players, so they're gonna give up approximately um four hundred points, but they'll score four hundred and five. Wait, LeBron's in the all star game? Oh yeah, that's right, because he reminded everyone when he was like my teammates, they get a little more time off than me. Mm-hmm. Did you did you see after <laughs> after the last Lakers game, he was spotted leaving the locker room with two bottles of wine? Oh my god. He's got a problem. <laughs> we will help him. He's got a problem. If you see something, say something this all star weekend. Yeah. I don't Space Jam too, instead of Michael Michael's secret stuff, it's just gonna be LeBron holding just like a bag of Franzia. Yes, pretty much. I the dunk contest don't really care anymore. Yeah. The three-point contest kind of still cool. You know what they need to do to bring back the dunk contest? They need to have everyone uh, on the sidelines get the old-school camcorders. Yeah. Then I will watch for that, to yeah. watch like LeBron freak out with a huge camcorder on his on his shoulder, like it, when Kevin Garnett and AI and all those guys back mm-hmm. in the day. It was, it was like the slam dunk contest and then Super Bowl week when the teams would show up. Those were the two big occasions where – Players would bring their own camcorders yes. that they would videotape. Also, just bring give. Or do they still give out signs to everybody in attendance so they can hold up like the nine or the ten? Yes. I, here's the big problem with the dunk contest: the judges, I feel like, have participated in the pussification of America. Mm. So they'll give out nines and tens to dunks that I could do in two K. Yes. You touched rim once. I did touch rim. I hung on the rim yeah. once. Yeah. People forget that. Nine foot hoop. Nine foot full hoop. Size People hoop. forget that. No, it was a full size Here's hoop. an idea that just popped in my head. Ready for this? We should, to make the dunk contest better, before the dunk contest, they should do a contest, oldest guy that can dunk. Mm. So, oldest NBA player that can still dunk. I like it. Who do you think it would be? Well, no, I don't know. Let's even include the all-time greats. Like, I want to know who, like, all the retired do guys. Do you think Kareem can still No, I know. Do you think Kareem can still dunk? Yeah, I think he can. His arms are so long. He's like Dalsim. He Maybe just, they just like, keep, three, and then they just keep bringing up the height and see who can dunk at the highest, like the oldest. And then you get a couple funny injuries, like watching Charles Barkley try to dunk right now would be so funny. Oh, yeah. His his legs would explode. Yeah. Ooh, get Boban in there. 
Boban is a hilarious, hilarious person. To if watch if he was in the dunk contest, I would a hundred percent watch. When Boban, he just gets, that would actually be a great yeah. bit if he just did the dunk contest and just didn't, didn't jump for all the dunks. Yeah. People would go nuts. Yeah, and he just like went through his legs but didn't jump and just like threw it off the backboard to himself yeah. and <laughs> just <laughs> dropped it in. Yeah. They would go nuts. David Stern, if you're that listening, would be a great, put Boban in. Yeah, put Boban in the dunk contest. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. We're going to watch the All-Star game on Sunday night. We'll do the show after it, so we'll have a recap of it. But I just – I I feel like MLB is the only All-Star game that really, like, gets the juices flowing now. And that one doesn't even matter anymore, right? It doesn't matter anymore, but at least still you can't half-ass baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you still have to – a pitcher is still going to throw their stuff. You know what I mean? Pro Bowl, NHL, NBA, everyone's just – like going through the motions, not I ho- trying to get hurt. I hope that James Harden takes over this game like he does a, a regular season game where he just doesn't pass the ball at all to his teammates and he tries to score. He could probably score 200 points in the All-Star game yeah, just and just be backs. a dickhead to everybody. Step back. That's what I hope he does. James Harden passes. Mm-mm. He doesn't get past two. And he, Well, he doesn't shoot after he gets past right. to him because he's a, good passer. he's a capitalist and he he's doesn't respect passer. handouts from people. I mean, this is recency bias. I was watching the game last night, but he does not pass the ball. Well... He's a decent passer. He has the ability to pass when he wants to. If correct, be, but he knows how to pass the ball. Yes, a gun to his head, he will pass. You I'm the looking ball. it up right now. James Harden assists. He's oh, dude, he's averaging 7.7 assists a game. He passes the ball. I was right. Should have mm-hmm. stuck with my gut there. I just hope he doesn't pass in this game. I hope he just shoots every shot. He yeah. just demands the ball. Or if he gets passed to, make sure he dribbles enough so that no one else can get assists. What are the rules about, like, when When does it not become an assist it's anymore? It's one gather step, one euro step, one behind the back dribble, okay. and then one more gather step. Okay. Then it's not an and assist. And then Blake Griffin looks at you and, and his <laughs> face explodes because he's never seen uh, a teammate take more than four steps without their ankle getting injured. Correct. Uh, all right, I'm actually going to save my stuff for Monday, the jury duty update. Let's do uh, the contentious thing we yes. need to do. Yeah, so it, it brings me no pleasure to do this, um, but Hank... I'm taking Duke basketball away from you. You can't have Duke basketball. Why not? You can't have it because you're a Patriots fan. Congrats on all your success. You're a Red Sox fan. Congrats on all your success. You're a, a Bruins fan. Congrats on some success in the past that you got to see. Uh, you're a fan of all good teams. You can't also have Duke basketball. I can't have Hank rubbing just championship after championship in my face. It's not my fault that I grew up in the Boston area, so I'm a fan of those teams. I didn't choose those teams I randomly. Know. And my dad went to Duke, so I grew up and was raised a big Duke fan before I really understood what necessarily Duke and Duke fandom stood for. Once I did, I kind of realized that it was ironic, if you will, that a person of my, you know, wits was a Duke fan, but it is what it is, and I can't change, don't the, way, ta- First I can't of all, change the way I grew up. I don't up. want you putting yourself down. Can I? We're, we build each other up on the show. That's not what I have a problem with. It was like once I, I was in high school, I was like, ooh, they're like, college, like college cox. You, I want to go to Duke. And then, you know. People forget you're, Hank you're, you're, applied for Duke. Your guidance counselor shows you, you like, the criteria. No, I did not apply to Duke. I was, <laughs> I was like three GPA points away. You went to, he, <laughs> he went to UNH, the, the Duke of the Wait, Northeast. Okay, no. so I actually. SNHU. Let me get a compromise. Oh, I'm going to try to find a compromise here. Because Hank is a true Duke fan. And we, this all came up because we were watching the game on Tuesday night when Duke came back from 22 points down. And Zion is fucking ridiculous. Like, he is he is going to change a franchise. He is an unbelievable player. And the I'm, Knicks. I, don't. It's the fix is in for Please the Knicks. Don't. Please don't. The problem with Hank's Duke fandom is that he 
enjoys the wins, but he he doesn't take the losses the same way as he takes other losses. So he needs we need to find a way to punish him for the losses. Like I've seen Duke lose, and it's not like you're not upset. You're definitely upset, but it's not the same as when like the Patriots lose. Even that, I'm just so you like this is gonna people. I think are we going need to, to kill you if Duke doesn't win the title this year. That's how what we this comes do. out. But I have seen so many wins of all my teams <laughs> so often in the last like five, ten years that. Uh-huh. It's just not the same, and that's fucked up to say. And people are going to be like, "You're a fucking asshole." Like, fuck no, you. I get it. That's what, I've been saying that for when the you last win two years too. so much for so long. Losses don't become as bad. That I, again, Duke I know how bad win, that sounds, but if Duke that is just the honest to god truth. If Duke doesn't win the title this year, I think you should have to live with six goats in your apartment for a week. I'll, I'll make some type of Duke bet. I'll, 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 I'll make, <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. I'll make it live, interesting. Live Ooh. animals. Yeah, either live animals or over the summertime, Hank has to wear short shorts every day. If Duke Show doesn't win, we get to release four snakes in your apartment without you knowing where we put them. How about this? Four animals of our choosing. Yes. A single and hornet. W- one of them will be a snake. We'll, we'll choose them right now. I want to put a slug somewhere in your house. Okay. I'm doing a hornet. A hornet? Obviously, okay. number one. And then I think I'm going to go with... A single hornet. Yeah, no, a single, single hornet. hornet. I, I, I what, give about you... a, what about a raccoon, maybe? No, they're too cute. I give you a cat. A cat is okay. like a raccoon without the boop ability. A cat with a bad attitude. Yeah, real bad attitude. A, real, a bad attitude cat. An alley cat. With intact balls. Yep, and check. scratcher. Uh, those are claws. claws. Yeah, scratchers. Scratchers. <laughs> He's got all his scratchers. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I won't do that, but I will do something. No, to, what about a to... cat? No, if Duke doesn't win, you have to get a cat. Yeah, I think no. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. actually so perfect. I'm not going to a cat. Yes, yeah. yes. But what if they win? You, I need no, something. No, no, no. You, win, you said... get to celebrate. No, yeah. but I need I need you no. guys. I need stakes no. for you guys. No, 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 no. If Duke doesn't win the title this no, year, I need you stakes have to for get PFT a cat. Because what right. about you? Because you're the biggest Duke fan in the world. I am. It's Duke's year. So you'll get a cat. <laughs> yeah. No, Hank, I like Hank getting a cat. Hank, you got to name a cat. him Scratchy. Yeah. Like on the Simpsons. I'm not committing to a cat. Why? Because I don't want a fucking cat. Okay, I think you should get a cat. But I uh, think hey. Duke's gonna win. I'm not worried about <laughs> yeah, that. But. Cat. If you think Duke's gonna win, then the cat's not a problem. Yeah, no, exactly. but like I want, right, I, I need stakes. I'm how not just gonna this? agree to, to a cat, and okay. if they win, I get Hank, nothing, and you guys don't how have about to do this? anything. All Duke has to do is get to the final four. Okay, and you. If you they don't get to the final four, you got to get a cat. But what if they do get to the final four? Then you get then to celebrate because your favorite team yeah, in the whole world just made a final four. Just say the cat. I'll think about it. Okay. I think he's going to get a cat. But Sweet your, 16. Your alternative. Final answer. <laughs> if, they, if they don't get to the Elite Eight, you got to get a cat. Sweet 16. So they have, okay, to, yeah, no, they have to go past the Sweet They have to get to the Elite Eight. It, they can lose the get Elite to the Eight. Sweet 16. No, no, no. Yes. No. That's only two games. So? They have to win three tournament games. If they don't win three. Dude, I, they're going to win the fucking s- s- Sweet 16 game. Yeah, but Big Cat. They, they'll be playing like they a could run into, five seed. They could run into a nine And this seat. is all contingent on Trey Jones playing in the tournament. That, okay, let me, let me state that right now. Deal. I'll give you Trey Jones. If Trey Jones doesn't play, the deal is totally off. Duke has to get to the Elite Eight. That's it. They just got to get to the Elite Eight. No. If you, Sweet 16. Come on. This get, is I don't want a fucking content. cat. I don't want a cat. Yes, Getting get a cat would be cat. amazing for the show. Cat. You could cuck Todd Gurley, beat him twice in a year. I would Honestly, I would probably get a cat that's like 25 years old so it dies within like a month. That's okay, an old cat. Would, no, that's fine. You should I adopt. don't want to no. commit to a, an animal old in my life. Old pets need to be adopted too. I like that. I say, okay, Elite Eight. And Hank can get a cat that's an age of your choosing. Yep. Sweet 16. No. And you have a deal. Dude, you know they're going to get to the Sweet 16. That's the easiest thing ever. Just do it. Do it. No. Elite I'll eight. think about it. Elite, Elite eight. 8. Come on, Hank. I'm not going to make to an I animal. I fucking said I was going to cut off my pinky if the Texans won. You won't get a cat? Yeah, that's way different. They get to the Elite 8? And you're also, that's like, if they win, I lose something. If Duke wins, I get nothing. 
No, Duke you just has to get to the Elite Eight. Your team yeah. is doing well. The team that you've rooted for your whole life. Sweet Sixteen, you got a deal. Just say the Elite Eight. Come on. Like, Sweet Sixteen. Now we're now we now we are now the award-winning listeners are sitting there like, yo, we want to get on with our Friday. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm going to mediate this. But you guys I, are trying I, to pay me, and I don't Hank, fucking Hank, want. Hank, Hank, excuse me. Passing back and forth. Excuse me. I'm going to mediate this. I think we should agree to Hank's terms on the Sweet Sixteen because that'll make that second round game. Insanely interesting to us, even though we won't really care. And I think our listeners will appreciate. Okay, that here too. it is. Here it is. Final. Fi- I I agree with what PFT is saying. Final offer here. All right. They have to get to this. They have to get. To- I'll do Sweet Sixteen. No Trey Jones involved. If Trey Jones is injured, Sweet I say Sixteen still counts. I, I say deal. So if Trey Jones is injured, what if, they'll okay. still get to the Sweet Sixteen. All right, that. What about this? They uh they just can't lose by double digits in the Sweet Sixteen. So if they lose by double digits in the Sweet Sixteen, you have to get a cat. Okay. Okay, okay so here we go. And we're going to name it Hank's Pussy. So the Sweet 16 game still has some kind yes. of yeah. a juice to it. So so Duke has to get to the Elite Eight or not lose by double digits mm-hmm. in the Sweet 16. Otherwise, Hank has to get a cat. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hank, how's your pussy doing? Can't wait to say that. Ah, this I don't know how this went from PFT taking Duke's. But now, uh, now No, you guys definitely no, fucking planned this before no, the show. No, 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 The cat thing is different. The cat thing was no. If you listen back to the tape, which you always do, thank you for listening to the show, Hank, you'll see that that conversation evolved organically. But here's what you did, Hank. What you don't even realize what you just did. You just kept intact your Duke fandom. Because now you have something at stake. And I feel like PFT can no longer take away your Duke fandom. I can't. Yeah. It's yours. You're owning it. And a cat. Wow. <laughs> you All have right. a cat and a two and a two fan. <laughs> Great news. Oh man. Okay, let's get Hope you're not I allergic. Wanna, I want to come up with some type of deal that if they win the championship, you guys have to do All right, something. think on that. All right. We'll get back to you on that. Put if the, they win the championship, we'll kill a cat. <laughs> okay. Put, put a four on that one, Hank. <laughs> no, I'm not killing a cat. No. Yeah, that's sick. You're sick, Hank. Say okay to that? That's fucked up. God damn it. All right, let's get to uh Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> It's gone out, out of control. This is a Friday episode. All right. Uh, before we do that, a quick word from our friends at Spotify. Spotify, February isn't just about one supersized football game. On Spotify, there's thousands of free sports podcasts that agonize over the preseasons, offseasons, and plain old regular seasons of nearly every sport imaginable. Basketball, baseball. I'm just thinking about Hank getting a cat. <laughs> It's going to shit in your house. Baseball, hockey, soccer, curling, and even hurling. I'm not even going to accept it as a reality. (laughs) I am so confident in Duke that it doesn't matter. (laughs) That's a real sport. Now it's also easy to stay updated with the latest trade rumors, predictions, and scorching hot cat shopping with Hank. (laughs) Here's a good one. Oh, man. This one will hate you just like every other cat. Hot takes from some of your favorite games, biggest names. you got to go get Spotify right now. You can listen to us on Spotify, so take it one episode at a time and give 100 10% 10% of your attention to the thousands of free sports podcasts on Spotify, but really ours because the best offense is a good podcast. Download Spotify, use it to listen to music, use it to listen to Part of My Take. We love Spotify. There also might be a new song coming out on Spotify. That's just a little ad lib for all the people out there. That's TBD to be announced. Cabo Wabo is a thick cut, 100% Blue Weber Agave Tequila. Made the way tequila was meant to be made, with full-on agave taste. Cabo Wabo is a smooth, sip-worthy tequila, created for those who don't shy away from bold flavor. So are you ready to take things to the next level? Try Cabo Wabo tequila for a thicker cut of life. Cabo Wabo tequila, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Copyright 2024, Campari, America, New York, New York. Please handle responsibly. Tea. Okay, here he is, two-time Super Bowl champion, Kyle Van Noy. Ooh. 
Okay, we now welcome on Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion, coming off his second Super Bowl. It is Kyle Van Noy. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is sick. I, I watch it. it. Y'all is dope. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I actually, my first question was just the Lions to the Patriots. Oh. That was the whole question. I, I, I'm going to repeat what my fr- my friend said so I don't get in trouble. My friend said, <laughs> okay. he's like, you went from like the yes. toilet bowl to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Huh? Is your friend also named Cal Van Noy? Is that yeah. what this is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I got K, that, that was KVN. This is Cal Van Noy. I got like double persona, you know. What I mean? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, want, I do want to get to the difference between the two. We will do that. But let's talk about the Super Bowl first because it's still fresh. Uh, you're only a couple weeks off of it. Um, the story coming out of the Super Bowl was that the Rams basically just didn't change anything. Did you see that on the field? Like, were you at any point during the Super Bowl like, yo, are they just going to keep running the same shit we've watched a million times in film? Yeah. I, I couldn't believe that either. Like, they really didn't do not one wrinkle. I was like, Crazy. what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. they got so many good players. They got so many things they've done all year. Yeah. And the one play they gave us, which was a wrinkle, was the B. Cook screen that hit for a little bit. And that was it. Right. Everything else was... Maybe, maybe. The wrinkle was no wrinkle. (laughs) Like, you get way too in your own head. Or or maybe, too, like, we were playing so good, they were like, shit, we don't know what to do. Right. Right. I mean, that that was, it felt, watching the Patriots defense in the Super Bowl, you guys felt, it felt like you guys almost knew what was happening before it even happened. Yeah, we we pride ourselves on watching hella film, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh I mean, that's what we, the coaches set us up for success, and players do as well we got good players i say we got elite football players we don't got any prima donnas mm-hmm. or stars or anything yeah which yeah. is nice yeah not have to deal with any of that shit. yeah uh-huh not uh, even brady you wouldn't you wouldn't consider brady a prima donna with his uh his his workout plan and all that stuff <laughs> no no with it with his ice cream his yeah avocado and his, su- ice cream. And his yeah. supermodel wife he, like he is it's funny because brady should be a prima donna. He's been yeah. so successful. Yeah. He has all the stuff that goes along with being a prima donna. But it seems like when it comes down to actually working, he he's works. the hardest worker as, yeah. as anybody. I respect that. He he doesn't. I mean, obviously, he's still a quarterback at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So he's got his little kinks and wrinkles. He he does, but they're not cra- they're not crazy. You know what I mean? They're not outlandish things. He's not undermining anyone. He's not. Being I'm I'm a superstar. Look at me, like he's he's respectful and he works hard, and that's why we love him. That's why he's our QB, baby. He right. he does it the right way. Does Belichick yell at him like he yells oh, at yeah. everyone else? Yeah, you've that seen it. Sick, yeah, to be honest, because it sets the table. Like, okay, it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone's got even playing field. Like this is how it is here at work. Like you come in and you earn everything, and I respect that because. I felt like that gave me a chance to get on the field when I came in mid-year during the year, and he was like, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. Like, you earn your keep. Mm-hmm. As long as you love me. I think that's yeah. an NSYNC lyric you yeah. were just saying. Is that <laughs> go. Belichick listens to a lot of Justin yeah, Timberlake? Yeah, he's, he's got, got funny jokes, too. Does he really? Yeah, no. yeah. He does. Tell, tell me a joke Belichick said. Oh, man. I don't know. I could say I think his here. jokes are him just, like, making fun of people. Yeah. And they're like, that's a good well, joke, it, Bill. One of you the, cut that guy yeah, the night one, before the Super Bowl. Nice one prank. of his funny one is when, uh, I won't say names or whatever, because I, I, I don't want to get into that, but he makes fun of, uh, it was one time this player fumbled, and he was like, you know, you're 
fucking tiny hands can't hang on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because it's like it's out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. It came out doing. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started laughing. That's yeah. pretty good. He's got a couple other ones, but I'll, I'll keep them to yeah, my, yeah. them secrets and yeah, Pat's yeah. nation. Yeah, okay. you better. You better. That's like rule number one there. Um, so the narrative <laughs> behind you guys, your guys' Super Bowl one, again, it was like very impressive what you guys did defensively. The narrative was that you reinvented yourself going to that game. How many times a year do you actually think well first of all you can tell me because i've just heard that from analysts on television saying it do you think that's true did the defense completely reinvent itself like you're saying each week well go specifically for the super bowl did you guys reinvent yourself for that game uh yes and no like there's players that played different positions that hadn't played that certain position all year like chung he played backer most of the game before he got hurt jay jones he actually played safety that game. So there's things they put players in different positions. And we weren't necessarily a, a zone team. We didn't play zone very much all year. And in the Super Bowl, we were predominantly a zone team. And that kind of probably threw him off. Like, I, I saw a clip of Sean McVay, you know, reading the clip. And he said, oh, sh- like, oh, shit, in his head, they're running the Bears thing mm-hmm. or whatever of what right. the Bears did. Shout out yeah. to the Bears, baby. Yeah. Um, we'll get you already that made lady. fun of the double doink, so I know you don't mean. <laughs> I that. didn't make fun of it. I you just said double doink the minute you saw me. <laughs> so yeah, that is making fun of it. But okay. But uh, see, I, I I know there's a lot of haters to Cody Parkey, but I think I still think he's a good kicker. Me too. No. I think they should reset. Keep him around. Yeah. Stop. So I, no I one can have a bad year. He had. He missed 11 kicks. He had a bad year. Bad year. Can't have a bad year. Look yeah. at the totality okay. of right. his career. Right. He's you a good what? kicker. You want to do this? You want to do this? Let's do it. You are you you've been with the Patriots for three year. years now. Hold on, year, hold on, right? but you're Patriot way, so you know like what happens in the locker room kind of stays in the locker room. What do you say if if the Patriots lose on a Gostowski kick in the AFC Championship game, double doink, and then five days later he's on Good Morning America? What do you say? Oh yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, like I was okay with hey Cody. Why Parsons, do you think I didn't he want did him on the team. I, I think mentally you can't come back from that moment with the Bears. Like I think he could go somewhere else and and be fine. But I think if you have that type of moment with a team, it's very hard to come back. Why do you think he went? To- I don't know because I think the world has oh, shifted to a yeah. point where it's like we have to celebrate losers. And I know that sounds crazy and hot takey, but it is ridiculous to be like, oh poor Cody Parkey. He's paid nine million dollars a year to suck. He had, he had a bad year. I'm not bad. Yeah. I'm not bad. He'll I'm be not bad. And you know what? Keep it on Don't you, you, Kyle. Wouldn't you want a kicker that would want to come back and kick in that same city? No, he doesn't want to. Himself? He doesn't. It, the, the ship has sailed. There's. It's once you have that happen, you can't come back from that. Yeah. I, I, he can come back from somewhere else, but let's keep it on you. Okay. okay. Let's not do this. So, uh, Max Kellerman owns you. What? Yeah. You think he owned me? Oh yeah. Why? He owned all of you. Why? Because he is outlandish. He's hot take-ish. Yeah. He said Tom Brady was old. I mean, he is Wet like older. Mm-hmm. But he, you guys then made, I saw the signs yeah, I of the didn't, Super Bowl I, parade. See, I wasn't a part of that. I didn't know he had, I didn't know my teammate had okay. that sign because I would have threw that shit in the trash. That's giving him too much credit. Exactly. You guys played yes. into his hands and he went on his show. I went on his show to let him know like. But that's what he loves. You played right into his hands. Why? I, I love that I went on the show. I got to say, like, what's up? But like, that's what he wanted. He wanted you guys to be like, oh, yeah, I got the Super Bowl champions now answering to me. But I wasn't answering to him. He was still answering to us. I don't know. I don't if know. you watch it, he's asking me, and I all I have to say is I think you got we played. won again, right? Yeah. 
I think he got played. I think I think the only example where okay. somebody <laughs> hasn't <laughs> gotten played. <laughs> Look at him go. In, yeah. in that situation when, when Skip Bayless had Richard Sherman on. And Richard Sherman just said, I'm better than you. I'm more accomplished than you yeah. ever be. Like, he was just mean to him. Like, yeah. there was no, like, playful back. You guys weren't yeah. mean enough. You should just dunk his head in the toilet and See, flushed it. Give him a swirly. Yeah. See, I, I don't need it. That's not my That's not my deal. My my deal is I won. Yeah. Like, you that's really it. can't say. You can argue whatever, think, okay. whatever you want. And then once I walk in and he, before we even chit-chat, he's already mad. Yeah. I know I won. But he won. Because but how? how? He, Max Kellerman became a story after the Super Bowl. That is literally his dream. It is. When when he agree. starts saying, spewing shit and being like, let's see what sticks to the wall, his dream is that the Patriots then come and answer to him. Yeah, I think it was more that I was, I was just there at the show, and they happened to be like, "Let's put them on this. first yeah, take." Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was. You guys I was did the car wash in fairness. Exactly. Yep, so I was true. already there, and so it was like, "We want to put Kyle on, on that show because that's gonna that's yeah. gonna get some love," you know. Yes. And that you know, part of viewership, I get it. Like, and I wanted to be on the show just to say, you know, you won. And I won. guess that's maybe I'll call it a tie. Okay. I'll call it a tie. You did no, win, hell but no. he did it's win, a win too. Or, it's a win or loss. We no, don't because do I think you both won. I think I did. Uh, I don't know. See, you think I lost. Yeah. What do you think? I think that you played into his hand a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I, think he, I think his profile was elevated so much during this playoff run just by you guys getting pissed off at him that you cannot give him the L on But what, like, what are we supposed to do at the end of the day, like, do you not want us to say anything? Because I took. That's a good. That's a good question. Do you know I, what I mean? Like, what, what, do you, no, what would you question. rather us? We I, haven't said anything, and then all of a sudden we we kind of said stuff, and people are like, "Oh, like I would everything, just everything, I everything Kellerman said was wrong." So how okay. could he win? Because yeah, he got the okay. attention. All he wants is attention. I think I would treat him just like a, a dominant dog. If I'm a dominant dog, I won't even say his name. I won't make eye contact with him. If somebody asks me a question about Max Kellerman, just be like. Skip who? Yeah. Was that, yeah, no, was that Skip Jr.? No, who's Junior? that? You got to do the who's that. Like, so you have someone ask you, and then you should be like, who's that? Ooh, I like who's that. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Because he's winning right now that we're talking about. God damn it. He beat, he's he winning? Beat yeah. us. Yeah. Max Gomer just beat us. Wait, who? Yeah, who? 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 I don't know who that is. I don't, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, who, the boxing guy? Does he do boxing? Who? I don't think so. Nah, I, don't, I, don't, I think he just sits All right, let's move on. It's who? I got, a, I got a question for you about uh, about a certain play that happened this year. It was against the Dolphins. I think you know which oh. one I'm going to bring up. Were you on the field for that? The the end of the end of the game where they had the 69 yard touchdown. I missed the tackle. You missed a tackle on that. Oh, that man. was tough. That shit hurt. What was the, what was the locker room like after that? Crickets. I mean, we felt like we blew it right there. We blew a chance to get the number one seed or a playoff berth. We felt like we let a lot of people down. You know, more importantly, I think it hurt more so because defensively we played shitty that game. Mm-hmm. And Adam Gase had a damn good plan. Like every – he schemed us up pretty good. That, that was pretty impressive on his part. I think what hurt us the most was guys coming from 0-16 Cleveland had a chance to get a hat and T-shirt. And didn't come up for them, you know, like McCordy, Danny Shelton, or AC from Atlanta trying to get back to the Super Bowl. Guys like that who have have been working at it and worked with us all year to get that close to a um, to a hat and T shirt like that. I, it hurt. 
bad. What about so the one thing that I think everyone says about Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Patriots is that they're almost unflappable. That like the games in September and October don't really matter because they'll be there at the end of the year. You guys lost a few games this year though, where yeah. it was like. A tip, like you lost to the Lions, you lost, yeah. you got killed by the Titans. Yeah, is the locker room after and the film study after? Is it truly like you know what will be okay? No, it's is it internal panic to like get better? I wouldn't say it, panic, but those film sessions are brutal. Right, like I don't know if you ever been cussed out like from your boss or whatever or once by, or twice. Yeah, no, Dave's pretty positive guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might cuss you, cuss me out too. Yeah, um, but I would imagine in, like that. Right. It, it's bru- it's brutal. You know, Bill ha- holds us to a high standard, which I appreciate because I want to be great myself. So that being said, like that's that's sick. But you, I dread going after a loss. Like I don't want to go in because you know what time it is. Right. You're right. you're in for a long team meeting. Right. Of how shitty you played. Right. Yeah. He right. gonna let you know and he gonna let everyone know. And I respect that. Yes. It's not just one person. It's he's gonna go down the line. And then the coaches do a really good job of getting what they want done for that next week and executing that. Mm-hmm. Now was that a concern of yours? So you're coming from the Lions, or was that? something that kind of attracted you to it like the the fact that it, you knew going into it obviously like this is going to be a different type of environment yeah. than it was on the, on the lines like were, were you a little bit apprehensive about playing for the patriots like it's about to get real yeah i w- I, w- I would say yeah i was i'm i'm not going to lie like i was also going into a situation that i was going to be playing by i w- i was starting in detroit my final year so and i I got traded when hightower and jamie collins were still there so i'm like shit i'm back on the bench you know Mm -hmm. and then when i got there it was like they were slow they had like a plan for me it seemed like and then that plan got bigger with how i played and with that being said i didn't know that to begin with because i'd been in detroit where i was kind of told we don't know where to put you and I'm like, well, why did you drive? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I have my own coach telling me I don't know where to put you. That's kind of, that I don't know, that's kind of crazy type of deal. That's interesting. Right? So you're kind of the perfect, uh, like, the Patriot mold and the Patriot way, Belichick finding guys where they might be playing out of position or yeah. not being used correctly. Yeah. And then he had a plan for you day one. Yeah. Like, this he, is exactly what we want you to do. Yeah. I think they had that all the way in the draft, too. I, I know I was kind of high on their list because I, I don't. What I don't, is it about you? Do you think that maybe. I them- do it all. I don't. I'm not like an inside linebacker, an outside. Right. You know. I I can play the run, I can drop in the pass, I can rush the passer, and, you know, with what we do, we're evolving. We never have, like, a set, we're a 4-3 team, this is what you're going to get, you know, deal with it. We're going to, okay, team's got a game plan against us. Instead of us always game planning, you know, against them, they got a game plan us. Like, are we going to be in a 3-4? Are we going to be in a 4-3? Are we going to be in a bear set? You know, all, all those different type of styles of defense. I, I love that. I yeah, think that's yeah. fun. It keeps players engaged as well. Like, Bill does a really, really good job of that. He keeps player engaged because you're always evolving. You're not the same thing each and every week because mm-hmm. 
I don't just I don't think you can last anymore in the NFL. You're gonna get people are gonna pick you apart unless you have those outlandish defenses where you got freak athletes like right. you know Jacksonville did that one year or like Leo the Bear, Bears do. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You have that, so you're able to do that. But when you have just really good football players, you can change it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't get talked about enough of how smart some of the players I play with, like Devin McCourty, Chung. Um, even the linemen, Trey Flowers, Lawrence Guy, to be able to switch from one responsibility to a completely another, it's, yeah. it's impressive. Did, did you notice that when you went from the Lions to the Patriots, how much like smarter all your teammates were? Because I think there is that narrative that Bill Belichick wants smart players no matter what first. I, yeah, I, I don't want to throw any shade at the Detroit. Ahead, or <laughs> I don't want to throw shade at them because I do feel like they have really smart f- players, but just collectively the IQ of – the entire defense would be yeah. a lot higher just because of the preparation, the attention to detail the older guys have and the younger guys get to see the older guys have. I think it right. just matches up pretty well. What yeah. about the McCourty twins? Is there like a dumb one and a smart one, or can you tell the difference between them? <laughs> nah, you can't. It's easy. They're both assholes, though. <laughs> uh, my my wife always said, what's that movie, Shark Tale? Yaman, yeah. you know the two, yeah, yeah, yeah. the two twins. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, that's them. They're always playing. That's I like that. So, uh, so you went to BYU. I did. First question, got to ask yeah, you. Let's get it. Oh. You guys soak? Oh, do you soak? Nah. I, see, I didn't hear that term until I got in the NFL. Sure, mm-hmm. you did. Oh, I swear. it was just called hooking up. Yeah. yeah. Right. There you, we go. You hook up, but you don't hook up. <laughs> you didn't just, know that you just got to Yeah. Yeah. I love these BYU questions. Yeah. Was it weird playing with guys who are like twenty nine years old? No, nah, not really, because my two best friends were my age, and I, I kept my group kind of close. Okay. You know, my, my best friends, Brandon Davies, the one that got kicked out, yeah. uh, that's my guy, man. That was for soaking, right? Like, super soaking. Super, he's super soaked? <laughs> the super soaker, super yeah, Tony? Yeah, he was super soaked. Soak. Nah, you can't super soak. <laughs> you can you, just soak. Did you see the BYU's kind of, like, loosening up the rules, though? They had, um... They got I think to. they put, like, Coca-Cola in the, in the uh cafeteria they did yes it's party school now <laughs> damn i'm going that? back it's we're di- getting lit it's, we're diet getting coke. Lit. it's diet coke so they're still making their way for full sugar but you gotta take baby steps you know yeah you can't can't get it all in bunches those, yeah. those kids wouldn't know what to do yes. is there a part of you that kind of wishes hey maybe if i had gone to like a, a big state school like a party school could have had a little bit more fun when i was in college how do you know i didn't have fun because well, you went to BYU. Because you went to BYU. There you yeah. go. You're in, you're in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Utah? Utah's well, it's fine. It's fine. Beautiful. It's a fine place, but I'm, I don't think that I would want to spend my like years between 18 and 22. Where Where would you want to go? Well, see, I took trips. What's funny uh-huh. is I took my trips to all the party schools. I went to ASU. Oh, <laughs> your recruiting go. trips. Yes. Yeah. I lost my wallet there. <laughs> yep. The coach found it somehow. I had no idea where it was. Okay. He found it. I also went to Colorado. Okay. Boulder, baby. Yep. That was kind of wild. Hell yeah. Um, and then then I did a couple unofficials to a couple places, but I kind of got all my party system growing up in Nevada. I, yes. I think I needed to That's change true. You're a little Reno. bit. Reno, yeah, right? I, I, 24-7 city. Like, I grew up around wild stuff. Like, yeah, so like moving to Utah was probably like a relief for you in some points. Like, yeah. Like, out of the craziness. Yeah, a little bit. But I, I still, you can't take the Reno out of the kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that a saying? Yeah. yeah I like that. that. Yeah. Everyone knows that saying. Um, Mike, <laughs> yeah, so many kids from yes, Reno yes, make yes, it out, know, yeah. you know what I mean? Mike Mayock, when you're coming out of BYU, 
said you have short arms and an average motor. What? Yeah, I read your I draft. Have short arms. <laughs> short arms. Do you have short arms? I don't know. Damn, yeah, man, look, look a little short. short. <laughs> I actually yeah. didn't, Mike Mayock's doing all right, he, though. He's making bank yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He, what he, about the average motor? That's that's a big-time knock on you. It is. That means well, you're not trying hard. I guess not. Do you ever go back and look at your, your like people analyzing your draft? I ne- You know, that is sick you brought that up. I need to. Yes. Because then I can go give them all middle fingers. Right. You know? Wait, no, you give them two fingers with your two rings on them. <laughs> Just walk around with them. I know. I actually put my first one on the middle finger. Do the other middle finger. Yeah. That would be kind of so dope. Just walk around like this to everyone. Yeah, that's pretty nice. But now I, you know, I don't necessarily need to. Just my, you know, my face and yeah, short arms Van, o- Van Noy. No, that's, that's a good Van point. Like, yeah, what's that even mean? It, it means, means that you're try. not white. Yeah, that technically right. that's what that means. Like if Mike Mayock is sitting down, he's watching tape yeah. of like a white defensive player. He's like, look at the effort on this kid. Yeah, you know, lack of effort. Yeah. So what happens when he has a bunch of dudes that don't have? Good motors on his team. Then That's he's probably problem. not going to be a GM for very yes. long. He needs and high then motor. John Gruden fires him after a year and says, "I tell you what, man, I'm going to coach this team myself. I'm going to draft myself." That's but crazy. He got mo- a ten year though. Yeah, yeah. It is. That, is that not crazy? Yeah, it is nuts. Has, How much w- does Bill Belichick talk? make? I don't know. No one knows. It's a secret. I seriously, no one knows what like the actual contract is. But he's got a badass boat though. You yes, see he does. Boat. Uh, I'm going to disagree. Oh. The boat is I, okay, not as I impressive say, as okay. I thought it would be. I wouldn't say the boat's it's impressive. The name. I, the yeah. name. The there, we there we go. There we go. That's respectful. Pretty yeah. yeah. What about uh, my er- bad? What about Ernie Adams? He, yo, he's the man. Silent assassin. Can you tell us anything about him? Does he have any? He's smart as shit. Oh, well, I he's hope very so. well. He, he's very wealthy. Mm-hmm. With made a bunch intelligence, of yes, or, like oh. he's. Made a bunch of money off the field. Like I've sat and talked with him about Wall Street stuff, and like, and like it oh, over my Ernie head. Ernie Adams is like the the he's like the president of the Illuminati, as far as everyone knows. <laughs> it's like he's insane. A, he's a wizard. He's behind the curtain. What you just said things. is every time we ask someone about it, it's like that's the exact answer. Like he's so smart. He's, he he really he doesn't is. Say anything. Like he, he's cool too because like he doesn't. He's hard to like. At first, to talk to because you don't really know what to say. But then, when you're around him all the time, right, and you see how he moves and acts, like you just want to know more about it. He's just, yeah. he's just mysterious. Has he ever given you a tip? Oh yeah, of something that like was way back that you forgot about. Or, yes. Like, what was it? easy? There was a play that happened. I want to say it would have been. It was when we went to the Super Bowl. My my first Super Bowl. We played. Um, sorry, the Steelers, and they were on the goal line, and there was a play. I wasn't in at the time, but I remember the play because Ernie said they're going to run this play, and we got a tackle for loss on that play, and it's kind of crazy. One of my one of the players came to the sideline. He's like, damn, that's the play Ernie was talking about. That's crazy. And he made the play on it, and that's just one that comes to mind. He's done that all year long. I can't think of other plays, but he really knows – like he's got a photographic memory. Like, does he ever self scout like his own? Does he ever tell you like, "Hey, you tip off this here"? Not necessarily that. He just says that you need to do this, or I see you doing it this way, and I listen to him because he's right. been around some of the best players ever, That's and wild. you want to listen. 
Yeah. Yeah. He said, Someday he's got to write a book he or do should. something. Like, he's really impressive if you ever get – I know he probably wouldn't say much. No. But he's honestly a really impressive human. He seems like a dude that is just – content to sit behind the curtain and just be successful oh, and yeah. be happy with his own success and, and like do do things his own way. He doesn't need the recognition. No, he doesn't need any of that. Which is like the kind of how the Patriots are regarded in general. How did him and Belichick link up? Like have they always been together? Yeah, I think they've been best friends, I think, since I don't know all their story, but I know they've been best friends. They went to high school together. Yeah, high school. I was high about school. to say huh. best friends since high school. Fuck. Wow. That's crazy. Could you imagine just, them two in high school? No, no. Just, just <laughs> playing patrol. tricks. Yeah. Soaking yeah, everywhere. Just, <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Double soak. That's, you soak said in, soaking soak Soaking yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the, they, found, they found each other because Ernie Adams asked him about Bill Belichick's dad's book. He's like, oh, your dad wrote <laughs> like so the history of scouting or yeah, something. Yeah, like some fourteen-year-old being like, I read, yeah, the the encyclopedia of scouting. Yeah, your dad's so <laughs> notebook from the Navy. Are you looking for relief, relaxation, or to party on the motherfucking moon? Then check out Three Cheese' new True Strains lineup of cannabis vapes and gummies tailored for specific effects. And the best part? It's delivered straight to your door. Visit threechi.com. That's three c h i dot com. And for a limited time, get 20% off with the code BARSTOOL20. Uh, Jim Caldwell, dead or alive? I, lo- I love him, alive. So, you sure? Yeah. But he never shows anything with his face. That's all right. I know him personally. He's a good man. Sh- when was the last time you spoke to him? He's alive. Hmm? Spoken to him. When was the last time you spoke to him? Uh, a while. I rest my case. <laughs> I love Jim Caldwell too. I'm happy yeah. he's back coaching. Yeah. Where's he, he, where he coaching? He's Dolphins. Dolphins, that's right. Flow. Yeah. Can't wait. P Flow. Two times a year. <laughs> uh, we do this segment with everybody. It's called Headline Grab. Okay. So uh, are you going to go to the White House this year? No. Okay. All right, wow. Man. Kyle Don. Van Noy. Short Arms Van Noy. Not, not going, going to the White, White, White House. House. <laughs> I know. I, I might make TMZ for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris Long. We before the Super Bowl last year, we accidentally got him in the headlines because we asked. Really? Him. Yeah, and he was like, "Why are you guys even Dang, asking?" I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Do you guys talk about that as a team? Like, who's going? Who's not? Do you? Not care? really. No, it's not that big of a deal. I think right. people make it more big of a deal. Like this will probably get blown. Yeah, that's up. the media right now clapping for us for asking you that I question, don't even getting know what's that going answer on out there. We got to wrap up. Hank's going to wrap up. What happened uh, with Hank get sneaking into the party? Did you see him there? I did. Yeah? I got was to say what's up to him. He was. Yeah. <laughs> he was acting so wild, he almost got on stage with Meek Mill. Let me ask you a question. You, two Super Bowls with the Patriots. Yeah. Do your job. Do you know what we were doing when he was partying? Working. Our job. Right here. Ooh. Doing our job. We're in the studio. While he was grinding. partying. While he was partying. Baby, we were doing our job. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win a championship? We are. Well, no, we are. We are. No, no we are. Looking at at he and I, because we never stopped doing our He's job. Looking at us. Oh, that's actually a serious question that I had for you. So you win a Super Bowl. What are your expectations from the team? Like, what do you do in the first, you know, month or two? I know there's not a yeah. lot of contact with you and the team. Win another one, baby. That's easy. But the expectation in terms of like what you have to do in the off season when you're not around the team it is exactly what you do all the time. Is off season. Enjoy yourself. 
I'm about to get out here to Hell Australia. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have fun. Frog-y. Thank you. I'm Doesn't exist. Don't let a it's kangaroo actually, punch you. It's actually Chile. So when you land, just know that you're in Chile, not Australia. It's a whole thing I'll get into you offline about. What? Yeah. It doesn't exist. All right. You it said was, It was developed back in- <laughs> That was good. Was Two times- Britain, they didn't want people to- They took oh, all their prisoners to Australia. Instead of sailing them halfway around the world, they just said, fuck it. They pushed them off the ship. Oh, last thing. Two times did you, One more thing. One more yeah. thing. How did it feel to get J.J. Watt? Oh, JJ's. Oh, yeah. Pretty good, right? It was actually shotgunning the UF bomb. like a golden child. Yeah, I know. Man. Yeah, he's I like know. a golden child to do that. Yeah, I know. That's that's dope. JJ Watt probably had more sex than you in college. <laughs> well, right. two I mean, times in World Champion comment. No comment. Listen up, guys. We've all accomplished things we never thought we could. Running your first 5K on no sleep learning a new language you'll never use, and winning that college basketball bracket challenge, even if it was auto-picked. So why not add cutting your own hair to the list? Wall makes hair clippers that keep you looking your best. And hey, if a winning bracket just isn't in the cards for you this year, at least you'll have a winning look. Get your wall hair clippers at wallusa.com. Wall, you got this. That interview is also brought to you by Kite. That's right. Are you tired of your vape always dying or losing your extra pods? Well, that's why you need Kite. It's a new portable vape charger and pod case that's compatible with Juul devices. Nothing worse than being out on the town having your vape die on you. Kite gives your vape up to three full charges. It also holds up to three additional pods. Whether you're getting ready for an all-day tailgate or an all-night party, Kite will make sure that you're always charged up. So protect your vape, hold on to accessories, and store extra charges with a single case and their slim profile means it fits right in your pocket. Use promo code BARSTOOLFAN on KiteCharger.com. Enjoy 30% off today. Kite products are not associated with nor sponsored by Jewel Labs Incorporated. All right, let's get to some segments. I just keep laughing about the fact that Hank's going Hank's to get a cat. Can you imagine Hank <laughs> you should shoveling name your cat, cat shit? Frank. Hank and Frank. I'm not acknowledging this because I'm not worried. What's You're going to get so many people tweeting you cat gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the cat guy now. Every time. Wait, did we, the final was that Trey Jones like doesn't he can be in it or not. Yeah. If, no, yeah. I said Trey Jones Sweet 16. No, but then you took Trey Jones yeah, away. Yeah, you took Trey Jones away. If the Sweet 16 was the only. No, no. Then you said the 10. All right, that's fine. Trey Jones has to play, but you never said anything about Zion. Because Zion gets hurt. This is all You're over for him. I don't want this to happen, but you know I what? I don't want Zion to but get you know hurt because he's a bull. Now I'm taking the stand of, I think Zion Williamson should sit out the rest of the year yeah. and save himself for the NBA. If, if he, honestly though, seriously, all jokes aside, if he like blows out a knee or something like that, he probably won't be a top five mm, pick anymore. And that's going to cost PFT. him millions of dollars. Big time podcasts you gotta, are talking you about You got to go to New York. You got to make your money as a Nick. It'd be, listen, I'm going to take the side of the players here. If you guys want to side with billionaires over millionaires, that's fine. Or, or the uh, plantation mentality of the NCAA. If you feel comfortable with that, go ahead. I think Zion should just sit out the rest of the year. Mm. His draft stock will mm. never get higher. Mm. Preach. Zion, if you're listening off, to me, King. do what's smart go for off, you King. and your family. Yes. Preach. Don't. Your job is not to make <laughs> Coach K another $10 million, okay? Your job is to look after your own future because nobody out there, no college coach, no AAU coach, nobody except for you is going to have your best interest in mind. So, Zion, do what's right, sit out the rest of the year, and prepare yourself for the draft and get your money. I could just see Hank, Hank and Frank just eating out a can of tuna together <laughs> every night. Yeah. Hank, Frank is a little fat, tabby cat. Hank and Frank. Hank's got his fork and the cat's licking at the tuna. 
<laughs> oh, fuck. If Trey Jones is out, then it goes to the Sweet 16 bet. If he's in, the they have to win, they can't lose by more than 10. They can't lose by double digits. So Correct. 10 is a cat. Okay. 9 is not a cat. Got it. Okay. So if Trey Jones is out, we still have a bet so that we can still have fun. It's mm-hmm. just Sweet 16. No. Okay. All right. Let's get to some uh, segments. First up, let's do PR 101 for the dog show. So, PFT, what happened? There's a big controversy that happened. Okay. Uh, this was – so it was after we recorded on Tuesday night that it came to light. I was not aware of it or else we would have addressed it on Wednesday's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a dog that qualified for the final group, meaning the best in show prize. So it won its group, which was the non-sporting group. It was a uh, Skirpke. Oh, yeah. Shipperkey. It was a Shipperkey. Who doesn't know that That was dog? the name of the dog or the, the breed of the dog. It did not – uh, it got disqualified from the final group for best in show because one of its co-owners was a co-owner of another dog with the judge for best in show. So there was a conflict of interest, meaning they competed with six dogs for best in show as opposed to seven. So this is like when uh, the Saints and the Rams played and four of the refs were from Southern California and they canceled the game and gave it to the Saints. And they did it over because it was the right thing to right. do. Except they, Except they, they didn't, didn't do it. And yeah. if you're wondering what Bob Ryan's take on this is, yeah, please. I'm sure that I you was guys all were. Very much he says, curious. Westminster simply cannot afford to have this kind of controversy <laughs> next year. Or is their world so insular that this kind of conflict of interest is too hard to avoid? If so, I'll judge. I have an elegant solution for this. Okay. Well, I have two. Well, better include Bob Ryan being a judge. It's not Bob Ryan, but it's close. Okay. I think they should just let Bob Costas give a five-minute speech about a subject of his choosing, including mm-hmm. the corruption involved at Westminster prior to the Best in Show Award. Yes. I actually am going to go the other way from what Bob Ryan's saying. I actually think this is exactly what Westminster needs. More controversies will get us to a point where dog shows become mainstream. We talked about it with Rick Weirich, mm-hmm. and he said that millennials don't love dog shows. Well, we need to get some kind of, uh, maybe put it up to a fan vote, a hashtag. Mm. And then you have like, you know. And Kyle Rudolph wins. Right. Exactly. Then, then well, Hank's slinking in his seat. He's getting a little. Hank's getting triggered by all this talk of animals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We'll move on. Well, well, I have another solution. Oh yeah. This yeah. one is actually a serious one. Yes. So just do it like the Bible did and say uh, so we're going to saw the dog in half, and whichever co-owner claims it, that's the true owner. And then, what? and so if if its co-owner that had the conflict of interest with the judge did not claim it, yes, because he'd rather see the dog live, the dog can go on. That the dog may proceed. Okay, may proceed. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Trouble in Paradise. Roger Goodell. So there was a report today. Actually, Adam Silver said it that he hasn't given any thought to inquiries by NFL owners. So the story comes out. It's kind of vague. Uh, basically, Adam Silver's flexing on everyone, being like, "Yeah." I've been offered uh, to be the NFL commissioner a few times, multiple times over the last five years. I've said no every time. Now, first of all, this was Jerry Jones, right? It was Jerry Jones multiple times. Yes. Drunk dialing. Yes. It was Jerry Jones. So we can get that that myth busted there. Number two is like Adam Silver, I don't know if it's a brag or not. Like, Of course you don't want to be in charge of the world's most popular sport that makes billions of dollars. There's heavy heavy lies the head that wears the crown. Well, it, he could be the the world's first dual sport commissioner. That could the work Deion too. The Deion Sanders of commissioning leagues. But like why would you want to do that? The NFL commissioner job and Roger Goodell's terrible at it. 
But it is basically a no-win job. Well, I think Roger Goodell is doing a great job of not doing a good enough job for anyone to expect anything out of him. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, made, it makes sense succeeding. to me. It's like yes. he's doing a great job of uh, of not setting the expectations too terribly high for himself. People expect him to fuck up, and when he fucks up, they say, well, that's just Roger. That's his job. Yeah, he's been here long enough. That's kind of what he does. He's actually, he's, he probably has it amended into his job requirements is to fuck up. Yeah, fuck up at least twice a year. It would actually explain a lot about his performance. I also think that there's a good chance that Jerry Jones thought that he was calling Tony Dungy. Yep. And he was like- uh, Or uh, David Stern. Well, no, because Silver looks just like yeah. But Tony no, Rose. I'm saying he thought like he was. He thought David Stern was still the commissioner. He's like, give me the commissioner's office. Yeah, David Stern would actually be right up Jerry Jones Alley. Yeah, he would. Yeah, shadow commissioners. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Antonio Brown free agency update. So Antonio Brown's a free agent. He wants to go. He wants to leave Pittsburgh. He's already said goodbye to Pittsburgh. He is a free agent. He's a free agent. He's That's accepted us. This is what I'm going to say. Right. Exactly. This is what. This is my plan. So he obviously is demanding a trade, but I'm thinking if he just if the Steelers just pretend that he's a free agent or pretend that they trade him back to Pittsburgh, I think Antonio Brown will be like, you know what? Great. New start. New beginning. Mm-hmm. Because none of this really makes sense anymore anyway. Like, he's just all over the place. He's demanded trades left and right. He, like, you know, it was fixed for a while, and then it wasn't fixed. So just trade Antonio Brown to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. New start, new us. Yeah, or trade him and then it's trade like, him back. It's like renewing your vows right. in a wedding. Yeah, they could do that. I had an idea. I'm not sure if this would work legally, but I think it could. Now stick with me. Um, Kyler Murray is in a position right now where he has all the leverage that he could possibly want with the baseball offer, right? Yeah. So if he wanted to, he could dictate what team he wanted to be drafted by. Now, if Antonio Brown gets in cahoots with Kyler Murray and says, hey, we could be a package deal. You use your baseball leverage and say the team that drafts me also has to sign me or trade for me. Then you could really have a team over a barrel. But I think there are a lot of teams out there that could potentially want both Kyler Murray and Antonio Brown. Hmm. I don't hate it. It would be a little messy. It'd be very messy. And you also have to factor in the fact that Antonio Brown changes his mind every five minutes. Yeah, but I'm just saying. It doesn't show up to anything. Think about it. You got a new best friend, Kyler Murray. Just use Kyler Murray. Okay. I'm saying. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, All right. Next up, we have just stop tweeting Kirk Cousins. So this is. This has become a thing with Kirk Cousins in the offseason. So he tweeted the other day uh, the picture where he had suntan lotion all over his nose. Just dad things. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, suntan lotion. That's what it was. The other day he tweeted, The season feels so far away, so I want to do a giveaway to keep all you Vikings fans excited. What do you want me to give away? Now, it's a poll, but no one read the poll. And he just got basically 798 replies. And I'd say 780 of them are something along the lines of, we want you to give your contract away, or we want you to give money back, or we want cap space, or we want you to give us a win against a winning team, just a single win mm-hmm. against a winning team. Maybe uh, don't include footballs to to all the opposing teams as right. one of the options in the poll. So this is the point where Kirk Cousins has reached a point where he cannot tweet anymore. Yeah. He's he and he is very very earnest and genuine. He can't tweet. It's just not he cannot tweet anymore. I think that he's well past this point where he should just hire somebody to tweet for him to run his account for him. But I'm saying don't even do that. Like tweet the only thing Kirk Cousins should be tweeting is about charity. Char- Go charity route yeah. or delete your account. What about rise and grind? Nope. Nope. No. Cuz it could be like rise and grind to what? 
practice throwing more interceptions to the other teams. Or he'd go full heel and just tweet out pictures of like the different cars that he's buying with his super contract. Yeah. Like, just put another addition on my brand new house. Just installed a third pool. But he's at the point, though, when he even tweets pictures of his kids, everyone's like, I wonder if he sucks at throwing, too. Like, people are mean. Mm-hmm. So, Kirk Cousins, just yeah. stop tweeting. Or your Spotify playlist, which is 100% Creed. Yes, exactly. Um, last up, we have FAQs. Just a reminder, on Monday's show, uh, we have Rich Eisen. We're running Rich Eisen. Great interview with Rich Eisen. We also, in place of Monday readings, we're going to do a Monday review of Abducted in Plain Sight. What the fuck? It's really just going to be us saying what the fuck a mm-hmm. bunch. But watch it this weekend if you haven't. What the fuck? All I can say is what the what fuck. What the fuck? Okay, Hank, hit us with the FAQs. Who is the biggest diva while traveling? Ooh, I mean, mm. this has been a very... One of us is obsessed with first class. That's, uh, that's a bit of a diva move. Okay, yeah, say. kind of Listen, I'm not obsessed with first uh, class. I didn't say who. Whoa. I've gotten to a point where I get a lot of miles on my Delta number, and I've I want you fly first class a few times, so if you want to talk flying... You know what? As the bigger man, I'll put my hand up and say, "Yeah, sure, I, I am like flying coach. diva." I like I fly coach's son. Uh, I think that Hank. It'd be really easy to pile on Hank uh, during this show because we have been going after him a lot for mm. how much he wants a cat. But I think we, it needs to be addressed how difficult it is to wake you up in the morning to get you somewhere. I actually think here's an answer. I think we're all divas in our own right. We all have things. So I I have the the first You're class. You're obsessed with first class. PFT's obsessed with convertibles. I just want a convertible PFT's one time. That's it. I haven't got it yet. I just would like one. PFT also, like, we have his plans for him every day, and we, like, give it to him. Like, hey, here's what we're doing today. Like, he doesn't hold the plans. So, we, like, and then Hank is hard to wake up. So we all, but you know what? We all fill in each other's weaknesses. I think that's actually true. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? And Liam, he gets robbed in Vegas because he leaves his hotel door open. I think my my problem is <laughs> my problem is I'm just very forgetful. So you, right. if you tell me like what, okay, this I'm is your, our call time here. Right. I'm like your travel agent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you move to the new office, what happens to Big Cat's pile? Okay, good question. We actually answered it on Barstool Gold. So if you have Barstool Gold, use barstoolgold.com/pmt. We get a kickback, so please sign up with that. We already answered this, but we'll answer it again. We'll give you a little bit of uh, another answer here. The pile is the the pile controls me. I don't control the pile, but in a perfect world, we will go through the pile and we will sell items in the pile and donate it to charity. Mm-hmm. That is a perfect world. That is my idea. Now, in an imperfect world, the world we live in, because we all are imperfect. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say throw it out. <laughs> I think that we'll probably have to cull the herd a little bit. We'll have to throw some of the stuff out. Yeah. And then we'll keep the, the donatable stuff or the sellable stuff, and then we'll figure something I, out. Uh, I uh, here's s- what's going to happen. Yeah. We're, we're going to go through it. There's going to be a lot of clothes in there, and we'll give those clothes to charity. So seems like we're doing something good. And then if there's some good items in there that we think people might want to buy, then we'll try to sell those. Yes. Okay, and then fair. donate that money to charity. Donate we'll that just, money. It'll be to easier for us to just put a bunch of clothes in, in a garbage bag and just tell somebody, "Hey, take this to Goodwill." We'll also do it in the summer when I'm not gambling, uh, so there's less likely of a case of me just taking the money instead of giving it to charity. Yes, that's my promise to you. If you could have any two pro athletes fight in rough and rowdy, who would it be and why? Oh, I think great question. Jose Canseco would be a strong current yeah, pro or anytime pro. He could do it right now. Like he probably wants to do it. Anytime pro or yeah. current pro. Anyone that's currently in shape. Okay, 
So like they could be a pro, but they are not currently playing. But th- I feel like that that's a better chance okay, we have. Okay, anyway. I got mine. I have mine. Um, John Jones, yeah, versus Tom Brady. I want to see Brock Lesnar versus LeBron James. Yes. Okay. Those are two very good choices. Yes. What about you, Hank? Jose Canseco versus hmm. Hank versus a pissed off cat. <sighs> Ooh. What about uh, what about Jose Altuve versus Aaron Judge? <laughs> that would be a good one. That would be awesome. Tail of the tape would be legendary. Yeah. Get it? Because one's tall and one's short. Uh, how frustrating is it when someone just doesn't get it, like Dak Prescott or A.J. Green or Dan Marino? Not that frustrating. We just kind of move on. I mean, we make a lot of jokes about them. Yeah, I think it used to be more frustrating because we always want to give the best interviews to you guys. I think now it's once in a while it's kind of funny in its own right, and also they're just hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. Like Dan Marino, I don't know if we told this story, but Dan Marino, after we finished the podcast, he was like, so do like a lot of people listen to this? And we're like, yeah, like a million people every episode. And he's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, Mm -hmm. you kind of fucked that up, Dan Marino. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of thought we were jokes, which – Fair enough. You judged a book by its cover. Laces out, Dan. Yeah. Usually usually a guy in a uh, plaid suit and a guy in a tiger's jumpsuit in the back of a conversion van, that's a fair judgment. But, again, I, Dan Marino saw me piss in the back of that version van, conversion van after, so last laugh on him. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea in rotten hell. Whoa! That's a quote from a movie. Well, you got to say that. I just did. Okay. Why are there pylons in the back of the end zones? What could be their purpose? Uh, they're like traffic cones. Keep people in line. Why is that, is Fair that question. For us? Um, I think it's just because they look cool. Yeah, I think it's because they look cool. They needed to put bright orange. You have to have neon. Set are there up. cams in there? Now there are. Yeah, there's so cams in the back end. Yeah, if you, if you ever like are babysitting for somebody and they've got a pylon in their living room, don't bring your boyfriend over and make out with them because that'll be on nest. Uh, we should actually. I know Quiggs, our coworker, who's very talented, does pylon cam, like the Twitter account, but he should just make. A pay for like cam service where it's just the best highlights for pylon cam. What do you think? I like, it. but then at the end it's just big tits. Mm-hmm. Now I got you. You guys were looking at me mm-hmm. really blank stared. Now I got you. <laughs> PFT. Yes. Do you do you consider yourself a better guitarist or tweeter slash blogger slash podcaster? I'm neither. I'm Whoa. not the truth. Did he write this question to himself? The, tr- <laughs> the truth is, I'm not very good at, at any one of those things. But you have to be better at. No, I'm equally bad at all of them. What's your strength? My strength, I don't caring um, too much. Yeah, I think probably my uh, probably my height. <laughs> you touched him once. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a tremendous leaper. My strength is definitely my probably. I would say my calves. You walk tall. I walk. I've tall. always said that about you. Yeah, I've got high shoulders. You have a l- exactly. You, I actually walk said that big. first, and then you took. You that did. Oh, you I cut. said it when I first met him. You guys both stole it from The Rock. Okay, that's a great movie, by the way. Yeah, it is. Like people go down on The Rock and shit. Woolock. Nope. We're talking about Walking Tall. Oh, I thought you were talking about The Rock. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> the movie Walking yeah. Tall. Johnny Knoxville and The Rock. Oh, fucking awesome. The Rock is also a great movie. Yes. yes. Good Womack. point. Good point. You like that? Womack. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. I married the prom queen. Uh, we'll end with this. What is the thing you're most tired of people saying to you in public? <sighs> um, money's on the nightstand. <laughs> That's actually in private. 
Well, we got a pile on camera. Yeah, there. that's true. Uh, what are you most tired of, Hank? Uh, how much money do you guys make? And <laughs> is Dave that much of a dick in real life? Uh, yeah, you get that pretty one much, a lot. Pretty much the only two questions. Well, I actually, get. no, I hate. Uh, you know, I hate. Do, uh, do you mind taking a picture? Because I don't. So don't ask if mm-hmm. I mind. I I will always. Or Unless, like hate to be that guy, right? Just be like no, like I'm. I love meeting people out in public. Like mm-hmm. I don't mind. So you don't have to do the the niceties. Although I'm, I shouldn't say that because then people are going to be dicks. Like do the niceties. Never mind. Yeah, it's nice, but just know that. Yeah, I don't is, mind. This is all foreplay, and we know where this is heading. Right, um, Hank. What do you say when people ask how much money we make? I don't know. Good answer. More than me. Okay. You should just say how much you think. Yeah, and then whatever they answer, no matter how big, small, just go. And walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Seven to eight figures. We make yeah, correct enough somewhere no no, no. <laughs> somewhere between seven and nine figures. Uh, no, do you know how much seven figures is? Yeah, that's, that's a what million. Right? Do you think? Do you yeah. think I'm a millionaire, Hank? Do you think I'm a millionaire, Hank? I'm trying to like throw people. I wish off. I were a millionaire. Yeah. I, I want to be a person of wealth. If so I had a million bad. dollars, you guys are spending your fifty thousand dollars an episode pretty, dollars, pretty fastly. We may actually make seventy five thousand dollars an episode. So everyone, see you Monday. Love you guys. I hear the drums echoing tonight. She hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. I'm talking away, though I don't know what I'm to say. I say it anyway. Today's another day to find you. Shying away, oh, I'll be coming for your love. Hey boy, it's waiting there for you.
It's Pardon My Take, presented by Bar Stool Sports.